0: This morning, we have a group from Teen Challenge. Teen Challenge is a substance abuse recovery program, and it is really, with the power of the Holy Spirit, it's really transforming lives. Um, and we're very excited to have this group of ladies here with us this morning. But if you would just open your ears and open your hearts to everything that they have for the, us this morning, we're
1: going to welcome this group now, starting with Miss Leah. Thank you. Top of the morning. Yesterday, we had a, the night... A Night with the King, where the girls get to um, be Esthers for a day. And um, one of the ladies had a low accent. It's kind of stuck with me, so I'm sorry if I go there. <laughs> what, 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 what was she? Brit- British. She was very sweet. She loved the Lord. Um, so my name is Leah. I'm 25 years old. I'm originally from Leakesville, Mississippi. If you don't know where that is, in the middle of nowhere. And um, there's very few of us. Everybody knows everybody. That's a country song. And um, and they do. And everybody's kin to everybody. Um, it's very small. Anyways, I now live in Poplarville. I live at the center. I'm a staff member. I actually went through the program in 2014, and I graduated in 2015. Um, after I finished, I really felt like the Lord wanted me to um, stay and do an internship. So that is exactly what I done. I finished an internship for a year, and um, then I moved into a staff position. Um, I cut the grass for about a year and a half, to be honest. Done the grounds, and um, wasn't really sure. And I, I asked the Lord, "Why am I at Team Challenge?" Because I I felt the enemy really coming in and questioning me. "You're no good here. You just cut the grass." And um, but I knew who God said I was, and so the Lord. Not, not shortly after that questioning time I had, um, the Lord put me in this position. So I've been doing it, I think, I think since September. Um, can't really remember. But um, the Lord has um, showed me, and he's still showing me, what I am supposed to do, what my purpose is. Um, I, went, I come from a nobody, and now today I'm somebody. And that speaks louder than, um, than anything. Um, who I was before, does it make sense of who I am now? And um, so, anyways. So before I start, I wanna talk to you a little bit about um, the importance of your story. Your story is about you, but it's not about you. Let that sink in for a second. Because it is about us, we're telling about ourselves. But really and truly, it's not about us, the reason why we're doing it. So as I carry you through this, grab a hold of um, the importance of your story. Somebody look to your neighbor and say, your story matters. Tell them it's important. Your story matters, and it is important. It's it beneficial for the kingdom of God? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the first, the first reason why I think it's important is fight. And 1 Timothy 6, 11 through 12, I'm just going to read it. Um, but you, Timothy, you, Leah, are a man, woman, of God. So run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith and hold tightly to the eternal life which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. It's important to fight for um, your story. The enemy is going to come at you and tell you it doesn't matter. But the fight is one of the most important keys because if you lose your fight, then you're really losing your story and you keep losing some more And then you're going to lose some more. And before you know it, you're in this hole. And you're really going to have to throw down to get out of it. Fight. I'm a fighter. I was a fighter before. Uh, I I love Christ. I just walked around hunting something to fight. Fight the wall. Did you say something to me? I will fight you. I was a fighter. I just wish somebody would say something. I wish you would. I wish. And I had to really turn that into for the kingdom of God. Now my fight, sometimes I really have to get down and dirty. But my fight is what keeps me. Your fight will hold will keep you a hold of Christ if you do it. When you fight for good things of the kingdom of God, God says, I'm gonna pour onto you more than you realize, more than you can really handle. All this rain we had last week, it was more than our yard could really handle. I really thought it was about to float away. And the Lord said, I pour onto you more. Even though you do something and you're expecting him to pour into you, he's going to pour that and some because he's faithful to a good fight. He will bless a good fight. So fight for your joy and fight for your peace. Fight for your family and fight for restoration. Because I'd like to fight sitting down, but you can't. You can't fight sitting down and expecting, Oh, Lord of heaven, I, I ask you, Lord, to help me fight this demon. That's trying to take away my joy. No, that ain't going to work. You're going to have to get up and get in his face. He's in your face, so get him out. Fight. Fight for your story because the fight is important. The next thing is resurrection. You are declaring that you rose from the dead. Colossians two twelve and 14 in the message, because I really like the message, it says, Go under the water. Going under the water was the burial of your old life. And coming out of it was a resurrection. God raising you from the dead as he did Christ. When you were stuck in your old sin-dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. Mm. God brought you alive, right along with Christ. So think of it. All sins forgiven, the slate wiped clean, and that old arrest warrant canceled, nailed to Christ's cross. He stripped all of the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority as the, at the cross and marched them naked through the streets. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord, celebrating that you've been resurrection. Have you that you've been resurrected? What was once a dead man is now alive, now alive in Christ, and that is important. My next point is exempt. I thought it was unique, and I, was, and I really think, I was talking to the Lord, why exempt? What do you mean, exempt, exemption? It means to be free from an obligation or liability imposed on others. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. It's important to know that you've been excused from eternity in hell, and you survived the bullet that was meant to take you out. That is important. If you survive, that's important. Encourage 1 Corinthians: 131 in the modern English virgin version, version, all these new different translations, but I like them. For you may all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. When you share, you will be encouraged. But what you don't really realize is others are being encouraged too. I remember the first time I heard somebody tell their story, I was encouraged because if they could do it, then so could I. If they can make it out, then so can I. And really, that's what began my fight. It's uplifting to others and also yourself. Even if half of what you say you don't really feel, you speak it in faith, and that will make it come to pass. Faith will make things happen. I hope you know that. Faith can make things happen. The lady with the issue of blood, she looked, he, she was pressing through the crowd because of what she heard Jesus could do, and she ran and ran. And when I, when I read that, I envision it, her just pressing through a wall of people just to touch the hem of his garment. And when she did, he turned around and he said to her, a very important phrase, your faith has made you well. So if you speak it in faith, it can make you well. Encouragement is important. Disciple. We are all called to make disciples of all nations. It's important to know that you are a disciple of Christ. And it's our job as disciples to disciple others. Overcome by opportunities. is my next one. This one's deep. Revelations twelve eleven it says, And they have been defeated by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. God will give you an opportunity to share your story, so you better take it. Because it matters to him that you are obedient. Obedience is very important your obedience can surely help you overcome Last but not least is maintain. I Was at the gym when I got this one I Was maintaining myself on that treadmill dying a slow and painful death (laughs) Maintain means to continue as I was walking on that treadmill, I was thinking, mm, to continue this as long as I had planned will be a miracle. <laughs> Titus 3.8 says, This is a faithful saying, and these things I want you to consistently to affirm so that those who have believed in Christ may be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to everyone. It's important that you maintain in doing good and be consistent in it. Don't grow weary, weary in doing good because at the proper time, you will reap a harvest. If, if, what is it, if you don't give up. That's Galatians 6, nine. So as I've said all these different points, it all boils down to one very important meaning. F is for fight, and R is for resurrection. E is exempt, and E, encouraged. D, disciple, O, overcome by opportunities, and M, maintain your freedom. And the freedom of others is why your, your story is important. And it should be important to you, but it's more important to God that you do so. The scripture says in John 8:36. So if the sun sets you free, go ahead and read it with me, you will be free indeed. Freedom. The importance of your story is freedom. Today you'll hear many, many different stories. You'll see some cardboard testimonies. You'll hear some testimonies. And my prayer today is that You will find freedom in Christ Jesus, just as we have found freedom in in him too. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so.
2: Hello, everybody. How are y'all this morning? Um, My name is Stacy. I'm 38 years old. I'm from Atoka, Tennessee, and I've been in the program for four and a half months. And my stand on scripture is Acts 16.31. They said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved you and your
3: entire household
2: good morning i'm megan um, i am 27 i'm from biloxi and um, my stand on scripture is romans 8:21, that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of god
3: good morning my name's karen i'm 49 years old I'm from Meridian, Mississippi, and um, I've been in the program for two months. My stand on scripture is Palms 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he rescue, rescues those that are crushed in spirit. Good morning. My name's Liz. I'm 48. I'm from Somerdale, Alabama, and I've been here for three months. My stand on scripture is Exodus 14:14. 14, 14. The Lord Himself will fight for you. Just be calm.
2: Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm 22. I'm from Columbus, and I've been in the program for four and a half months. And the verse I stand on is Psalms 51:10. Created me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Hi, my name is Whitney, and I have been at Teen Challenge for six weeks. And I'm from Red Bay, Alabama. And my stand on Scripture is John 16:33. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. Hi, my name is Megan. I'm 20 years old. I've been in the program for four and a half months, and the scripture I stand on is Philippians 3.14. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus.
0: My name is Lindsay. I'm from Hurley, Mississippi.
1: I'm 37 years old, and I've been in the program four months, and the scripture I stand on is Matthew 6.34, and this is for the message. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now, and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Good morning.
0: Um it's loud. Um, I just wanted to share, so if you're interested in donating to Teen Challenge, if you want to get connected with us, you want to do something for us and you just don't know exactly what it is you want to do, we have a needs list on the, the table back there. We need everything from toilet paper to notebook paper, pens, anything that you need to run a household, we need at our facility so if you're interested in in anything like that come by and see us Uh, come by and grab a card if you know someone who needs Teen Challenge we'll be happy to um, to talk to you give you more information about it if you want to um, if you just want us to pray with you we will be happy to pray with you we have praying ladies and we touch heaven when we pray Um, so just give us a call come pick up a card come pick up a pamphlet just to get more information about us
2: My name is Miley. I'm 18 years old. I've been in the program for a little over seven months now. I'm from Hurley, Mississippi and the scripture that I stand on is Psalms 1-3. She is like a tree planted by streams in the desert. Her leaves do not wither and whatever she does will prosper.
3: Uh, My name is Zavira and I graduated Teen Challenge on January 13th of this year and I'm staying on another year as an intern, which is awesome. Um, and my stand on scripture, then and now, and I believe this should be everyone's stand on scripture, is uh, Isaiah forty three eighteen and 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, do you not know it? I will make a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. And uh, we also share our story because it also encourages, but as well, God wants to do it for you. Not only for us, but it's an invitation as well. And you, it's like borrow, borrowing our faith.
2: Reality is a genuine event in your life. It is not an illusion, it really happened. Truth is what our realities teach us so we can fulfill our divine purpose.
3: Reality is growing up angry because your dad was killed while he was drunk and cleaning out a gun, and your mother was very violent and is currently doing a life sentence for murder.
2: Reality is being born on an accident because your mom got drunk and slept with someone to get her drugs.
3: Reality is being molested for years and having to do horrible acts for school clothes and toys, feeling dirty, unworthy, hating myself and this life.
2: Reality is being ripped away from your parents, your family, and life as you know it to be put into the custody of DHR and live with complete strangers for the rest of your life.
3: Reality is telling the doctor at eight months pregnant that one of your twins is not moving, and the doctor didn't listen, so one died. I brought one baby home and had to bury one, and being angry at God for it.
2: Reality is moving from place to place for many years because your foster parents were just as torturous as your biological parents.
3: Reality is sticking a needle in your arm, arm, hoping that you die because you have failed God, family, and thinking he has done with you, and you are too far gone.
2: Reality is confusing your lust for men with true love, trying to fill your emptiness, giving yourself to whoever would have you, only to become more empty with every piece of your heart you gave away.
3: Reality is being diagnosed with major depression, bipolar, panic disorder, and anxiety, and actually believing those lies and letting shame rule your whole life.
2: Reality is being adopted by two wonderful parents and wanting nothing to do with him because anyone you have ever loved has hurt you and then left you. Truth is, I was not born on accident because God knew me in my mother's womb and had a plan for my life before my conception.
3: The truth is, God is a father to the fatherless. Though your father and mother forsake thee, the Lord your God will lift you up. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he rescues those whose spirits are crushed.
2: Truth is, had I not been removed from the lifestyle that I was growing up in, God would not have been able to use my trials and my pain in his plan to prosper me and to give me a hope and a future.
3: The truth is, God is restoring everything the enemy stole. I've been washed in the blood. God is going to use all I have been through to help others. Nothing has been wasted.
2: Truth is, I went through many kinds of torture so that I would be able to fulfill my calling and help many kinds of children.
3: The truth is, I will see my baby again, and due to my obedience, all my household will be saved. I have traded my sorrow for joy. Satan tried to take me out, but God kept me.
2: Truth is, God loved me all along, and it doesn't matter how deep I sunk. In Psalms, it says he reached all the way down from the sky to the sea. He pulled me out of that ocean of hate where I was drowning. He stuck by me, and I stood there, surprised to be
3: loved. The truth is, he that began the good work will finish it. God will leave the 99 to find the one that's lost. The future glory of this temple will be greater than the past. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. My chains are gone
2: truth is God gave me the parents that I have now and just as I was adopted in the physical I was adopted in the spiritual the Bible says long ago God decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ and he took great pleasure in doing so
3: the truth is in Christ I am healed I am redeemed I am chosen I am forgiven. I am more than a conqueror. I am loved by God, and I am an overcomer. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am a part of a chosen generation. I have been set free.
0: Good morning again. I'm sorry. I had to have a stand because I get nervous, and I forgot a lot of stuff will go. So I'm going to have a stand this time, and maybe I won't forget my childhood or something. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) But my name is Kristen. I didn't introduce myself earlier. I'm 29 years old, and I'm from Raleigh, Mississippi. Um, I've been in the program for 10 months now and um, I grew up in a very loving home my mom always told me you can do whatever you want to do you can be whatever you want to be and I took it to heart Um, I excelled in school I graduated the top of my class I was class president just all that that stuff I did all everything I thought I was supposed to do Um, I went on to college I went to Jones. I got my associate in business, and then went on to Southern and got my BSBA. Um, During that time, I also married my high school sweetheart. Um, I got married when I was 19. This year will be 10 years that we've been married. Um, Things were, I had a pretty good life on the outside. From the way that it looked on the outside, I had a pretty good life. By the time I was 27, I had... You know, I was married, I'd been married for a while, I was, had my little girl, and I had the job of my dreams. I was working at Raytheon and Forrest as an MRP controller, and um, I loved my job. Um, It was a very exciting job, but along with the excitement came a lot of stress. There were a lot of 12-hour days, a lot of um, deadlines, bottom line, and no excuse. So in 2015, That year started out, it should have been a joyful year. I was, um, in February, just a day before my birthday, I was, um, I had my son, uh, Jax. And um, it was great. I had both my kids, I had my husband, um, and I went back to work. Whenever I went back to work, there were a lot of, um, there was some workload rearrangement because to, to avoid layoffs, but we just, some of our programs were down, and so we had to shift some people around. So it moved me to the other side of the plant, and I essentially had to completely relearn my job. So all those 12-hour days I thought had kind of settled down came right back. I was still, um, I had a little postpartum depression and the, the long work hours. and then, um, And then in April, my dad was killed in a truck accident. He, was, he, drive, he drove a loaded chip truck, and it flipped like that, like the trailer flipped over the cab, and he died on contact. Um, after that, none of us knew what to do. Um, my mom was a wreck. My brothers were younger than me and didn't know what to do, and so I just took care of everything. I, I took care of all of the lawyers, all the workers' comp, all of the MDOT investigations, everything that comes along with an accident like that, I took care of that. So by that summer... I was taking care of my job that I was still holding on to, my two kids. My husband, who has always struggled with depression since we got married, like struggled to get out of, dep- out of bed, depression. So he had trouble holding down jobs, um, trouble just getting up a lot of days. So I was still taking care of him. Him and my dad were really close. So while I lost dad, he lost a best friend. And so he struggled with it too. Um, my mom was a wreck. So I was doing all that. And then in, um, I think it was in July, she just couldn't deal anymore. She attempted suicide, it failed, and then she moved away. She moved two hours north. So then I had also lost my mother too. Um, And things just went from bad to worse. I ended up, I had done drugs recreationally, like in college and in my young married life, me and my husband had together. But it went from recreational use to going into the doctor for anxiety and depression and headaches and stress and all those things to, by the end of that year, I was using crystal meth just to keep up. I felt like I had to just keep going. I had to just keep going, just keep going. And that's what I did. Um, by the end of the year, me and Aaron both uh, decided that we needed help. And so we went to a secular rehab in Miami. Um, it was a good program. But the thing about secular rehab is that they take the drugs out, but they don't put anything back in. And so when you go home, you go back to what you know, and that's exactly what we did. We went back to what we know. So within a six-month time frame in 2016, I went, we lost our home, and then I ended up with three DUIs sitting in a jail cell, and that's when I came to Teen Challenge. But God, since then, God has just showed up and showed out in my life, and I am so grateful for a God that is faithful even when I'm not. He loves us in the midst of our sins and since I've come to Teen Challenge he has started just completely uh, restoring my family. My husband has been completely delivered from depression. He has held down a job, he's worked, he's taken care of our kids, he has not missed a day or gone in late since I have been here and um, that is a miracle in and of itself. Um, He's taking care of things at home. Uh, My mom back around now we're working on our relationship that's still something that I have to work on because my dad's gone and so I can't continue to be angry at him because he's not here but when my mom is here and she continues like every time I see her it's something new and something fresh a lot of times it's on a daily basis I have to forgive. I have to forgive her and I have to forgive her over and over again because it's not for her it's for me and I know that if I expect God to forgive me, then I have to forgive her as well because she doesn't do it out of malice or spite or anything like that. She just doesn't know. She's as lost as I was. Um, but it's for all that that I stand on 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest upon me.
1: Awesome. So therefore, we just walked you through a little bit of team challenge. Um, and what we do, we, um, we, we use the Bible to heal the broken hearts. And those promises that are in that Bible um, heal hearts that um, none of us physically, here, human flesh-wise, can heal. Spiritually, they need healing. I wanted to show you all this is the reason while we do what we do. We share that you can be somebody in Christ Jesus. Today, if you are hopeless in this room, the Lord wants to give you hope. I can't do it. I wish I could, but I can't. If today that's you, I just, I ask you to, to receive it. You can receive it in your seat. You can receive it sitting down. Whatever you Whatever you prefer, but I ask you that your heart Your heart's cry is to receive something from God today before you leave here. If you will stand with every eye closed, we're just going to pray that the Holy Spirit will fill this room. Lord, right now we receive you. We receive everything you have for us, God. Lord, if there's any heart in this room that is feeling pulled on, Lord, I pray they respond to it in the name of Jesus. We speak response right now, Lord. We love you, God, for what you can do for us. We love you, Father, for sending your son for us, because I don't deserve what he did for me, but you did it anyways. We're grateful for you, Lord. Holy Spirit, fill this place and take over. In Jesus' name.